Hello, Internet. This is Ewan Spence and the SE Insight Calling. Liverpool is nice, but Nice is nicer. Coming up in this week's news, stage construction has begun, Sweden has a solution, and yep, we've got some junior Eurovision details. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome! Another seven days in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest with just a little side helping of Junior Eurovision coming in as well. I'm Ewan Spence, behind me the team at ESE Insight, where you can find us at ESEinsight.com, support us patreon.com slash ESE Insight, getting ever closer to those two semi-finals at the Eurovision Song Contest on the 9th and the 11th of May, the grand final on the 13th of May, and that week beforehand, everything happening around Liverpool Arena, around all of Liverpool, and as we're about to hear, all over the United Kingdom as well. Plus, of course, wherever you're watching the song contest, which, let's face it, is pretty much around the world. As always, keep an eye on Ticketmaster for tickets that are going back up on sale. They are the official reseller partners and any returns to the box office will go through that website. There are no others, ticketmaster.co.uk. In terms of accommodation, look, it's it's up and down. Keep checking if you're looking for accommodation. If somebody tries to cancel your hotel and says, oh, we're full, and then tries to sell it elsewhere, have a word with the person who you booked with, especially if you went through someone like Expedia or booking.com. Right, news of the contest from the streets of Liverpool. And yes, as mentioned right there at the top, the stage construction has begun. The BBC, the EBU and all of the production teams in bits and pieces now have access to the Liverpool arena. Yep, it's more than 30 days to the final. That's how long it takes to build the stage, to light the stage, to rig everything up, to put in all the speakers, to run all the text, to do the dress rehearsals for the lights and the stage and the smoke and the pyro and then bring in the stand-in rehearsals and then bring in the artists to do their first rehearsals and then rehearse it all up as a TV show there is a lot going on it gets very busy if you're working in that space just now so if you're just sitting down for four hours on saturday night there's a lot that goes into that what else oh yes we need to reset the clock in liverpool specifically we need to reset the beatles clock uh, as the statue of the fab four in liverpool are decked out in traditional ukrainian garb for a bbc documentary filming crew no doubt there are going to be a few mentions of the beatles before may the 13th hence the beatles clock uh, surely Surely someone has asked Paul McCartney if he wants to show up. Um, of course, part of me is also thinking that Italy's Pinguini Tacticale Nucleari wish that they could have sent their San Remo song from a couple of years back this year, given that it was called Ringo Starr. Anyway, days since the Beatles were mentioned, zero. What else do we have? Uh, Eurovision branding for Around Liverpool, Proud to Welcome, um, was launched this week. Uh, it's a branding that's going to be used, but it's also free for non-commercial use around the city to show support for the contest, to make things identifiable when there's parties going on or events, and there's a lot going on. Liverpool is getting really, really busy. Um, I mean, it's, it's also uh, Liverpool's thrown into itself into its wholeheartedly but also this is like the first Eurovision where we've really been able to explore the whole city since 2019 both with the the COVID lockdown the cancellation and the you know everything's still just a little bit on edge in Turin last year but really Liverpool feels like it's going above and beyond 
anything we've seen before. Uh, we've got plans at ESC Insight to help you navigate through all of that and find out all the events and keep an eye on things. It will be on the website at some point during April, so keep an eye on there. And, of course, we'll mention it back in the podcast. Also around Liverpool, the opening ceremony, well, what we suspect is tickets for the public to attend the outside bit of the official opening ceremony have went on sale. Uh, the National Lottery Big Eurovision Welcome Party uh, went on sale this week. A 90-minute concert uh, in Liverpool hosted by AJ Adudo and the Sunday ahead of Eurovision, which is when the sort of official black tie event happens, uh, that's uh, done by the EB and the host broadcaster. Certainly, uh, Junior Eurovision just passed in Yerevan. Massive outdoor concert and event to welcome Junior Eurovision there. I think Liverpool's trying to top that as well. Outside of Liverpool, the nine locations have been confirmed for the outdoor screenings, at least the official outdoor screenings of the contest. Your pub might just stick up a TV in the window, who knows? But anyway, the official place is Birmingham, Brighton, Cardiff, Darlington, Leeds and Manchester, Newcastle, Nottingham and Sheffield. And of course, everywhere in Liverpool uh, is your 10 cities. In the wonderful world of the Eurovision Song Contest, there are many other contests. Uh, Eurovision Choir, congratulations, Wells, you're coming back to that one. But also Junior Eurovision as well. We have details in Junior Eurovision 2023. Uh, we have the dates, uh, Sunday, the 26th of November. So we're back to the late November slot as opposed to the week before Christmas slot. Uh, we have a host city, uh France won last year. They said they're going to host again. Uh, so we are off to Nice on the French Riviera. Uh, and we have a venue as well, the Palais Nikaya. All happening end of November. Uh, more details, more branding, slogans, all of that to follow. Um, there is a Junior Eurovision press conference that happens every year at Adult Eurovision. So we're probably looking at May the 10th when we get a bit more details there. Uh, what else do we have in junior German broadcaster Kika? They didn't attend the 2022 contest for both the creative break and the German Foreign Office had put up a travel warning for Armenia. So they didn't attend last year, but they're going to be back this year. Uh, Georgia's junior Eurovision selections underway. The first heat of Ranina took place last Saturday. Five of the 10 performers got their first chance to score points in a multi-weekend contest. We will keep an eye on that, uh, but Liverpool has most of our attention. So the week after Liverpool, we will do a big junior junior Eurovision roundup to keep you all on the same page. Okay, some bits and pieces from the countries. Of course, rehearsals are going on. PR is starting to build up again. Uh, first up, Norway. Three million streams for Queen of Kings. Uh, it's still going under the radar, I think, because that national final was so early on in the run. Three million streams getting picked up somewhere. There's a lot of people still listening, which bodes well for, a, oh, where did that come from? Public vote. Uh, pressure's uh, being kept on those numbers as well. By I mean pressure by trying to keep those numbers nice and high. A new remix was released this week. Uh, as per Spotify rules, any streams on a remix, the number goes on the original song. So if you listen to five streams of Queen of Kings, 
but not the original song. The original song still gets the five stream counts to go on that three million. Basically, keep you know, you can have various different versions, but it's the song itself has been listened to lots. Uh, songs we can listen to for the very first time from San Marino. Although uh, Pete Jacks would have submitted their song Like an Animal to the EBU in March so they can get everything set up for the live and the CDs and everything, it hadn't been made to public yet until this week, in which case, Like an Animal, now available, publicly listened to, all the usual places, their website, their socials, the official YouTube channel as well. Uh, Sweden. One one here, uh, speaking to the AMA on uh, reddit.com slash r slash Eurovision. Lovely community, wonderful people there keeping an eye on everything moderation-wise. Anyway, Loren ha was asked, has a solution been found for your two LED panels, one held above the other like some disco Corby trouser press? Uh, the answer is yes, and I hope it inspires you. What we don't know is what... The actual solution is yet, but I think that looks like a nice way to keep the PR momentum running throughout April, teasing the solution on what's actually going to be happening on the staging before we get that a big reveal in May. Over in Ukraine, the public vote to decide on Ukraine's five jury members has been completed. There was a short list of 10. The public were asked to vote on them and over 700,000 votes were cast. We won't know the results until May the 13th, we do, because we don't know the, the names of anybody on any of the national juries until May the 13th. So, like all the other delegations, Ukraine will not be mentioning those names, those winners, until we get to that point, but they will be made public. Finally, uh, United Kingdom May Muller has launched a new YouTube series called The Road to Eurovision. Uh, it's following her adventures on the path to taking the stage and singing for the United Kingdom at the Eurovision Song Contest. You'll find it on May's Eurovision channel as well. Right then, what do we have around the Eurovision world? Well, Jukebox Jury is continuing. Uh, we appear to have settled on about 4.30pm UK time uh, on a Thursday for publication. So show C, the third episode, has just went up. It's called three in the website, but we number them with letters uh, in the background. So show C, it's episode three. Go with what you will. If you want to listen to a specially extended version of the full cut of the songs, it is broadcast 8pm UK time uh, on the podcastradio.co.uk. Uh, and we've got a bundle of uh, radio syndication partners around the UK and abroad as well who are going to be carrying that show. Uh, if you're if you like a radio station or you're part of a radio station and you want to get the full extended version and get that out on the digital airwaves, drop me an email, contact details back at the website or twitter.com slash Insight. Our messages are open assuming that Twitter is still open. Uh, what else do we have on the website? Two articles of interest here. One of them is from myself, talking about why every fan of the Eurovision Song Contest is a true Eurovision fan. Let's stop gatekeeping. Let's accept everybody. And uh, in terms of the running order, the numbers, these statistics, we have a guest debut post from Mark Taylor, who has went into ridiculous detail uh, about the running order and positions and using semi-finals as barometers and, um, you know, basically to answer the question, the, the Ben posed a while back, uh, which was, is it good to run last or not? And Ben said, I need more time to do the numbers. Mark Taylor's done the numbers. Read that back at the website, escinsight.com, link on the front page. Uh, what else do we have? A number of broadcasters have started their panel preview shows. Think Jukebox Jury, but with pictures uh, as well. Germany's song check is underway. Estonia's Eurovisioni 
is going on. We're expecting Finland and Iceland to have one as well. All those broadcasters have Eurovision homepages. You will find links there to their on-stream media web platform. I think those words work. Uh, where you'll be able to watch those live. Some of them put them up on YouTube as well. So just, you know, you know, search engines are your friend. Uh, we also have the delayed broadcast of Israel Calling coming up this weekend. We were expecting a live stream from this preview concert on Monday just past. Uh, but uh, no, that wasn't a live stream. Instead, Saturday, April the 8th, we will be getting the full concert broadcast as well. It's a weekend. More chance to enjoy the show there. Unless you're in Madrid... Uh, their preview party is taking place this weekend. It's a double header, and they are streaming it uh, on YouTube. Uh, they have 28 of the 37 performers from this year's song contest. They're all performing on the Saturday night, uh, and they have 25 guests. Most of them are singing on the Friday. One or two of them are popping up in this Saturday show as well. Next weekend, uh, there's a another double header as such. Amsterdam's Eurovision in concert, uh, which currently has a, a confirmed lineup of 29 of the 37 acts performing at Eurovision this year, along with a special guest appearance by Katrina of the Waves. The day after Amsterdam on April the 16th, you have the London Eurovision party as well. 23 performers from this year's contest have been confirmed, but I do think those numbers are going to build up as well. After all, they now have the target to beat of 29 from Amsterdam. Numerous guest stars in the mix there as well. Latest confirmed is the UK's junior Eurovision singer from last year, Freya Sky. Finished fifth overall, but did win the public vote. Uh, and Sam Ryder won the jury vote in May. So there you go. We won the jury and the public vote here in the United Kingdom. Just over two contests. And there we go. Another seven days in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest with a dash of junior Eurovision as well and one tiny mention of Choir of the Year. So, uh, yeah, look, it's it's really simple. We'll be back here next week with the news. We'll be back in six days with the next episode of Jukebox Jury. We have stuff on the website that you can read and all that stuff will just get more and more and more as we get closer to Liverpool. When we do and we get there and you're our friend, we'll say hi. If you're not our friend, we'll say hi anyway because then you will be our friends. Everybody out there, do stay safe. Be kind to each other. We'll catch you in the next podcast. ta for now. This week's ESC Insight News podcast was hosted by Ewan Spence, written by Ewan Spence and the team at ESC Insight. Find out more at www.escinsight.com and support us at patreon.com slash ESC Insights.